Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Do not put a baked good in jeopardy. Okay, you do not. Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy. I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. I have a bone to pick with you. Oh, okay. All right. So just so everyone understands what just happened here. I sign on. We're having a nice, kind conversation, shooting the shit. And then we introduce ourselves and then Amy goes into this rage. Okay. At approximately, today is, this is December theater. 2nd. This is, this is anger theater. Today is December is. 2nd. At approximately 7.41 p.m. on December 1st, I text Jenny the following message. I miss you. No motherfuckers in this house will game with me. Okay? Crickets. Okay. Nothing. It is 16 hours later. Okay, first of all, I had a date Nothing. last night, so I wasn't paying mm-hmm. attention to my phone. Mm-hmm. 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 And I saw it at like, I don't know, 1030 this morning mm-hmm. on my way out the door. So Still couldn't respond? <laughs> Whatever. I just, I, what do you want me to respond to that? I miss you too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Guys, this is what I've been dealing with my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see me trolling you on Instagram? No. I oh. We did get to the stories. I have all sorts of. Great. Yeah. Okay. So no one um, will play your game with you? Well, I actually did uh, loop Samantha in on it, roped her into it. So How's, so you're going to play two, and mm-hmm. then you're going to be done with two, and then we're going to have to do it over? Is that the deal? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We have to get the cult one. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's a platform, though. Well, what do you think it is? Like, I th- Like, I don't think it well, goes. Well, it's a platform. I, right. I don't think it goes on. A PlayStation? It's not PlayStation. Console? console, thank you. What's That's it go what on? Windows. Oh, f- are you kidding me? It's computer based. But it doesn't go on Mac, just Windows? Yeah, I think you have to play it to Water. stream. It's in stream. So, Fuck. guys, if, you, if you're wondering what we're talking about, we are obsessed with this game called Overcooked. For Which PS4. those who know it know it because they're like, oh, I told a friend about it, and he's like, that causes relationships to end mm-hmm, that game. Mm-hmm. The makers of that game also have a game called 
Honey, I started a cult, I think it's called. Mm, is that the name of it? And it's a resource management game. Of course. That's what and a cult And Jenny is. and I are all into that. Yeah. So, um, you know, look forward for updates. because Everything I out. learned about resource management, I learned from Warcraft. Yeah, yeah, that's about fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Jenny, are you ready to talk about this shit show? I guess. Because I got to go car shopping. Guys, I was saying. In not a fun way, though. I was saying, Timmy and I are buying <laughs> the girls a car, and our budget is a nice car that's smashed. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Because one of our our secret weapons in this household is Timmy's skill set. So, like, he could fix cars. Like a so smashed car? Like, what if it's totaled? It's not that <laughs> smashed. But it needs a new bumper. It needs a new hood. It might need a side panel. So, like, he can do all of that. Mm. So, that's where we're at. So, <laughs> it um, needs a, a hood, a windshield, a side panel, a door, <laughs> a tire. <laughs> Yeah, nice whatever. car, guys. You gotta take um, a picture and be like, "Look at their new car." How about Wednesday? He goes out, starts the mini truck up. It does not start. Oh no! Oh my god! I thought he was gonna lose his mind. So oh. he has his dad like tow it into the garage, and he starts working on it, and then we lose power for seven hours. No, from so the he wind. can't work on it. Yeah. Oh my god! So that little mini truck sat disabled. That was probably killing him. It was killing him. It was killing him. All right, Jenny, speaking of what's killing me, today Mm -hmm. we're looking at Little House on the Prairie, Season 9, Episode 10, Love. Do you have a description? I do. It's really awful. Laura's childhood friend, Jane Canfield, comes back to Walnut Grove. Despite being blind, she develops a fondness for Isaiah Edwards. I'd say because she's blind. (laughs) (laughs) Twice her age. And let me say, that's generous. He's well more than twice her age. So I have various notes. That's where I have to put in parentheses to myself. Do not make a joke here. Do not make a joke here. Can I finish the fucking description? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Jane's vision is restored when she receives eye surgery. Isaiah is hopeful about building a future with her, but negative input from his friends. (laughs) Turn this into one of those most difficult decisions of his life. You mean when he attacks Laura for no reason? Oh my God. That was so <laughs> ridiculous. I watched this the other night and it was just like, oh God. Okay. Number one, let's just get this out of the way. The actress is 19. Edwards is 48. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He says he's 45 in this. He's not. He's yeah. 48. I but mean, even if he's 45, 45, that's more than double her age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jenny, how does it feel to look in the mirror every day and know you are the same age as Victor French at this point? First of all, um, I feel like he's 47. Is he 40? What year is no, this? No, he's is 48. 80? 82. Is this 82? Okay. Um, it's just, yeah. I mean, I had like halfway through my notes, I have that realization that he's my mm-hmm. age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Did you almost take to the balcony? Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> And then I'm like, this is only three floors. I'm not going to die if I jump off of here. Yeah, you got to make it count. Oh, trigger warning. All right. Um, <laughs> trigger warning doesn't work if I say it after the terrible thing, you right? You at the beginning okay. of the episode. So we open on a carriage load of newcomers. And there's an annoying kid who's asking a lot of questions. Did you pick up on his energy, Jenny? Well, what were your thoughts there? F- first of all, I hate you know how much I hate that. Second of all, yeah. I thought the mother was going to be the one that was the romantic interest. Me too. And then I realized, oh, no, it's this 12-year-old that's <laughs> sitting next to the kid. 
who looks like Jenny Wilder. She looks just like Jenny Wilder, and she is possibly one of the worst actresses I've ever seen oh in my God, life. That voice. She did a bunch of like, I didn't do an index card on her. I should have. I, I looked guess. her up too. But she just did a bunch of horror movies, I guess, like in the 80s, yeah. but then like everything kind Nothing of fizzled else. out. Yeah. yeah. So Jane is blind and she's heading to Walnut Grove. Jen, she's a returning blind school student. Yeah. How about that? She says she has a lot of friends she hasn't seen in so long. She's going to leave that there. Laura is there to greet this <laughs> terrible, terrible actress who either has a weird voice or is just dubbed super weird. It's I like can't this figure weird it out. Inflection that mm -hmm. just, and like she talks like this, like it's every, super weird. Every every sentence is a breath. So I get like her being in horror She's films. Breathy. That makes sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So Laura's there to greet her. Okay. She says hello to El Mamzo. Hey everybody. And he kisses her in a real weird way. I, I agree. <laughs> and then Rose delivers another Emmy winning performance. <laughs> Jen, apparently Laura and this chick exchange letters because she knows, like, this chick knows all of them, even who Rose is. Well, Laura knows how to write Braille, don't forget. That's true. Jenny, by the way, where are we on the Hey Everybody merch? Because there's been some requests for Christmas shopping. They want it. I want to do the, I have to do, I'm here at my studio today. Maybe I'll work on this. I, I want to do the Uncle Tony Weeble merch too. Okay. And you have to get that. Hey, everybody. Does Uncle Tony Weeble say, hey, everybody? <laughs> no, maybe, he does not. Maybe we just make that all one thing. <laughs> no, we need his goofy face. Remember, oh. Amber gave us permission to use her logo. I mean, but that's not her face. I don't give a fuck. You think Dean Butler, Dean Butler's going to take <laughs> any recognition I mean, he gets at this point. Jesus. You got to get him to interview him. You have to. <laughs> it'll, you just just be be like, us, it'll just be us staring at each other. <laughs> you just have to be like, I hope you didn't listen to our podcast. <laughs> we don't mean it. We really like you. So in the restaurant, Hester Sue and everybody are chatting. And Hester Sue has gotten Jane a job at the hotel. Well, it and took me a few minutes to realize, oh, Hester Sue knows her. Yes, from the blind yes, school. Yes, right. So Jenny says, Hester Sue practically runs this place single-handedly. And yeah, Hester Sue goes, practically. and I'm about to run out of hands, girls. Girl, yeah. womp, womp. Practically, she literally runs the place single-handedly. But it was just a weird, like, okay, now I say my funny line. Yeah, it was, it was weird. Laura says to Jane, why did you leave Rockford? And suddenly Jane gets real weird. Yeah, what was up with that? She's like, I needed a change. I needed a change. I Is that because of the I surgery? I talk about it. I needed a change. <laughs> <laughs> Laura's getting all snoopy and personal. She is. And meanwhile, like, read the notice, room, Laura. She doesn't want to talk about this. Did you notice baby Rose is like practically twirling a steak knife or she's like Laura's trying like, to wrestle it from she's her? Like, no, she's like playing spoons. <laughs> Amazing. So cut to Mrs. Olson showing Jane how to work the switchboard. And of course she's skeptical because Jane is blind and right. Harriet is not exactly uh enlightened enough to not assume that being blind makes you just completely helpless right so and, and jane's doing a bang-up job she's like jumping those wires yeah. and answering yeah. calls and edwards comes in he's demanding service oh god he but seems... then that scene where like 
Mrs. Olsen's talking to him or talk, I don't know, but Victor French is standing there and he like drifts off. You could tell like he like, like his, his attention just like drifts off and he's like kind of staring and like not paying attention to the scene. You could mm-hmm. totally see it. Mm-hmm. So, oh, speaking of, I just want to pause here real quick while we're talking about Edwards and say in the Mimi V, somebody shared with us an interview with a fully now grown John Jr. Did you watch this interview? No. No. If you go, he talks about the feud between Victor French and Michael Landon and how Michael Landon then had to write the entire family out because he got pissed off at Victor French. <laughs> Is that why he had to write the whole, why did he have to write his own family out? Cause if- re- no, no, no. Because remember Victor French went and did a pilot without asking permission. So Michael asking Landon wrote them all Asking permission from out. Michael Landon? Yep. He wrote them all out of the script. <laughs> why does he have to ask permission to go do a pilot? I guess it's just considered like you know courtesy courtesy okay Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's a professional courtesy but anyway what i want to get to is if you go to like like the hour mark on the video Mm -hmm. that he starts slamming melissa sue anderson about how everybody hated her oh i saw it's not it's not porn where he actually slams her it's he's talking about her (laughs) and what a just creep and miserable bitch she was victor french is saying this no, no, no. John Jr. as an adult. Oh, John Jr. as an adult. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how none of the other kids liked her. And the minute the scene would wrap, she would take off. Wow. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. If you hate uh, Mary, that will, that'll, that'll no, scratch No, I just saw a bunch of um, conversation about that, but I didn't know what the mm-hmm. source material was. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. So, all right, Edwards comes in, he introduces himself to Jane. He's like, you're half pints, friend, aren't you? And then he rehashes how he taught Laura how to spit. Like, is that literally the only (sighs) moment they've had together? Yep. Yep. Later, the residents of Walnut Grove are having some kind of gathering at the restaurant, and everyone is dancing. And Edwards is playing his harmonica. He quick throws it in his pocket when he sees that Jane is alone and runs over and wrestles her away from Rev. Because Rev is like... You know, yeah, this girl's like a, a stick of meat. Rev well, is Rev, all over her, too. Well, and Rev is like, oh, I don't really dance either. And it's like, no, I remember Rev cutting a rug with that wife of his, which we don't know what happened to her. Yeah. <laughs> She's dead. So did she die? I don't know. So she says she doesn't like to dance or she doesn't know how to dance. He grabs her. He starts throwing her around the dance floor. And Timmy goes. That was ridiculous. Timmy goes, I'm pretty sure Mr. Edwards can't dance either. No, I mean, he almost <laughs> killed her. What the hell was that? Guys, it was real aggressive. It was it was what I call passive aggressive dancing. Like when you oh, have no, no, no. to dance with someone. It was first of all, he forced her into dancing. Second of all, that was aggressive dancing, not passive aggressive dancing. Are you page flipping? I'm I had to turn my fucking page. Is that okay? Mm. So Harriet's watching all this go down with an eagle eye. Do you notice that? Yeah. She's like in the corner, like yeah. mm. now Jade is out of breath, of course. And Edwards asks her to step outside and get some fresh air. <laughs> I wonder if she just has like a hole punctured in her her trachea or something that well, she can't uh, talk. Well, and then she goes outside with him because like I think she's starting to be enamored with him. But she Why? has no idea he's 65. Like she has no idea. <laughs> she probably so thinks she he's age appropriate. To, she asks him to describe the sky and he says stars are windows in the floor of heaven. All that gold shining down. Jen- no. What? Don't only children have that concept of heaven that there's like piles of gold? Isn't that I didn't even know that was a thing. Heaven? 
I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, we're not talking Scrooge McDuck's gold room here. We're talking, <laughs> like, the idea of heaven, and I don't picture it piled with gold. Wait, is that from DuckTales? Yes. <laughs> okay. No, who so, does? Nobody does. Five-year-olds do. So now a slow waltz starts to play, and she asks, can you teach me how to waltz, Isaiah? Can you and teach says, a girl how to waltz? He says, I can teach a cigar store Indian how to jig. Wow. If he's up for it. I feel like that's all. There's something real <laughs> racist there in a lot so of So they start dancing. Okay. The next day, Edwards is singing old Dan Tucker because it's the <sighs> only fucking song he knows. Oh my God, man. And he's at the mill when Jane comes wandering over. Now, I want to say something. Okay. I am not implying that blind people cannot walk. Oh, here we go. But you do, not put a ba- you do not put a baked good in jeopardy. Okay, you do not. What's the baked good in Jeopardy? Jeopardy. She's carrying an apple pie through that town, and she's blind. It reminded me, Jenny, of Overcooked when you and I are carrying around (laughs) the dishes on ice. (laughs) I would slip and the whole dish would go in. Because I would only slip and fall in when I had the finished, completed dish. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Guys, there's this level where we're just on ice and we're screaming at each other. You're a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) So she's like, Edwards, you liked my apple pie so much. I bought you a piece for the road. And he's like, I don't know what I did to deserve you, but I'll take it. Yep. And he invites her to sleepy eye with them. And she's like, yep. Just let me run and tell Harriet to go fuck herself first. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not showing up for work on my second day of work. So now we see them at Sleepy Eye. Jenny, I have a question, a continuity question. Oh, great. Where's the blind school? Where did it move to? Do you remember? I think it was Sleepy Eye, wasn't it? Yeah. Wouldn't she go say hello to those people? Are they still there or did that close? I think that closed too, didn't it? Why did it close? I don't think it closed. Didn't they run out of money? Don't you remember they didn't get like funded? Oh, I know. Wimpy's probably wandering the halls, getting going, going, goddamn it! I don't know whatever happened to the school, or did they move somewhere else? They might have moved somewhere else. I don't know. I feel like they had to move or close or something from that location. So now they're at a general store, and Edwards buys her a cameo. Do you remember the cameos? We talked about this before. Yeah, Graham used Graham got us one. Do you remember? Yeah, I don't know where I was ever going to wear a cameo in my entire life. (laughs) Jenny, would a cameo go over your black lace trench coat or on your frosted jeans? It would go on my Bitcoin sweatshirt that I'm wearing. (laughs) This was a Halloween costume, okay? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. <laughs> 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So I don't know who the director is in this scene. I don't know if you have it, but we get a weird close-up of a horse's ass. So it's all different directors and writers at this point. Basically every episode is someone different. They grab this guy out of an MFA program, let me tell you. <laughs> he gives, Edwards gives her the cameo and she loves it and he puts it on her. Now, on the way home, they stop off for a little picnic. And she asks, Isaiah, can I look at you? And he's like, <laughs> okay. So she starts to feel his face. Now, I want to take a pause here, Jenny, and ask you, what does Edwards' face feel like? Oh, Brillo. Brillo and sandpaper. (laughs) I have a camel skin covered with an inch of cigarette smoke. (laughs) Well, can you feel cigarette smoke? It definitely like the residue, the residue from it. (laughs) Okay. Um, a piece of dull leather. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. An old. Does Liz Claiborne make purses in the eighties? Liz Claiborne. Yeah. Did she make purses in the eighties? Yes. Okay. An old Liz Claiborne purse. (laughs) they weren't leather purses if that's what you're implying i mean i don't even know what that skin would be like he is not doing a self-care routine no (laughs) he describes himself as an old grizzly bear and she says he's beautiful and then we have oh no wait that's the godfather i do this all the time the love story music whatever it is (sighs) We have it. Okay. The Casio keyboard keyboard is back. So in the restaurant now, Jane is clearing a table. And she says to Laura, I think Mrs. Olson is finally accepting my abilities. Mrs. Olson is trash. Yep. Do we agree? Yes. Jane's like, I've never been so happy. But then just then... Hester Sue comes in and gives Jane a letter from some rando doctor in Chicago and the mood changes. Can we discuss, though, that what the hell? So was Hester Sue cooking, waiting on people and answering the switchboard? (laughs) Is that what was going on? I think Harriet was working the switchboard. Well, then how is how is Jane helping Hester Sue then? I don't know. Hester Sue's doing everything. (laughs) Okay, so here we go. This is the scenario. You ready? Mm-hmm. Immediately, I was like, tragic backstory, tragic backstory. Like, dad abused her. I, I don't know. Whatever. Something. Yeah. No, it's it's even stranger. 
Okay. This eye surgeon came to Rockford to find candidates for a new procedure he's working on to cure blindness. She was tested for it, but skipped town before she could find out if she qualified. Great. Who does that? I don't know. I don't know why she would even get involved in the trials if she knew she didn't want it. But whatever. I mean, she had mixed feelings, I guess. Laura's all like, what the fuck? (laughs) What are you talking about, dude? And Jane's like, I'm happy. I don't need or want my vision or an operation. Laura reads the letter and says, guess what? It says you're in. You are in. In. All expenses paid. You want experimental eye surgery. (laughs) Come to Chicago and let me cure you. Jane's like, no, no. Now, Jenny, I'm going to admit here. I'm going to admit something here. I got distracted for this part. Okay. What I think happened is she said no, because all she ever wanted to do was see and can't bear to be disappointed if it doesn't work. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. The next day, they're leaving church. Isaiah pulls her over onto a swing because she is a child. Does Laura know they're dating? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think they are dating. I mean, they went on a date on that picnic, kind of. He says Rev's homily has him thinking about hope and optimism. I thought he was going to propose to her. Me too, and I think she did too. Oh, God. And life being too short, and she's like... What are you trying to say, Isaiah? Oh, God. And he's like, you need to reach out and grab all the happiness you can get. And she's like, oh, this is turning me on. And he's like, so you need to get the operation. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) And then she's basically like, like, I'll let them cut my eyes open for you. He's like, you (laughs) grab that hope and you run with it, girl. She's like, okay, girl power. I'll do it for you, Isaiah. But didn't you once say Laura couldn't go with you hunting because her menstruation would draw the bears? You know? I mean, their menstruation draws bears. Now we cut to Chicago. Jane is heading in for her surgery. She has a little, like, head wrap on, a headscarf. Hester Sue is with her. This is probably the same set they used for Mary's surgery. Well, I think... Remember when Mary was literally in a hospital for, like, two seasons dying? Yeah, and this is also where John Jr. lived, I think. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, I have an index card. Okay. So this eye surgery got me thinking, because I'm like, eye surgery in the 1880s? No, thank you. And then I thought, do they even have anesthesia at this point? Which means you would be having eye surgery without anesthesia. Did we go through this with Mary? Did they give Mary anesthesia? I don't know, but I did a little research. When did they invent anesthesia? Okay. Fun facts. Do it. 1847 in Scotland. They started giving women chloroform to ease the pain of childbirth. It quickly became popular for surgery and dental procedures. In what year was this? 1847. Okay. So they're not getting out with chloroform. Oh, but like I'm that, all for it. Well, but that's like, they must have somebody who had to stand there and like knock you out again when you came to. Because like true. it's an unknown length of time that you're going to be out. Yeah, that's true. Um, so could you imagine like waking up and you're in the middle of surgery? No. No. Nope. Mm-mm. No. Um, in 1953, the syringe, the hollow hypodermic needle is invented. So that was a big difference because before that they had to just knock you out with like with the, with the salts basically. <laughs> they didn't do the old timey bank robber grab you from behind the cloth on your face. That's basically what chloroform is. Right. <laughs> okay. Um and then in so then now they can inject stuff. Um 
But then they had nitrous oxide was used in 1856 mixed with oxygen. So that's that's your inhaling that also. Okay. But in 1884, this would have probably this would have been like what 88, 89 mm-hmm. in their timeline. So in 19 or in 1884, shit got real when a colleague of Sigmund Freud's introduced cocaine as an anesthetic for eye surgery. Ooh, so wow. she's getting cocaine. Wow! How does that even work? Like Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, so aren't she- you like wired up? No. So she gets. To go- I don't know. In 1889, the first. A, den- a dentistry college appoints the first professor of anesthesiology. In 1891, the first journal of anesthetics is published. Yada, yada, yada. There's a bunch of like very boring things that happen. And then in 1927, they get into the intravenous and inhalant. So the kind where they have it like on you and you're breathing it continuously or it's going through an IV that that happens in that part. And then in, it's not until the 50s that they really get into the types that we start to use today. So. Hmm. Okay. So um, at this time, she would have been probably on cocaine. Specifically for eye surgery for some reason. So cut to Chicago. Jane is coked up and heading into (laughs) surgery. Yeah, she is. (laughs) All right. Back in Walnut Grove, Edwards is moping. Yep. He heads into the mercantile with a shopping list. He gives it to Nels. He's like, it reminded me of (sighs) whatever. Yeah. Oh God. This is this in Wedding Crashers. When Wedding he, Crashers. He, the Wilson's answering character. machine. Yep. The answering machine. He's like, "Hello, this you've reached John." <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he's like reading all the books on like how to kill himself or something. <laughs> I'm reading not how not to kill myself. And you're telling me you're getting married. That's such they a call him white trash. Okay, white trash. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great movie. So Nels is like, what's going on, Isaiah? You okay? And he's like, Nels, if I were still a drinking man, I'd add some cough medicine to that list. Question. Yes. He does know drinking cough medicine is a replacement for alcohol is not safe, right? Well, yeah. I mean, at that time, though, don't forget, uh, cough medicine was 90% alcohol. But if we're dealing in hypotheticals, why wouldn't he just say, if I were still a drinking man, I'd add some bottles of whiskey whiskey to that? Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's weird. Maybe Nels doesn't carry whiskey. Of course Nels doesn't carry whiskey. Right, there you go. So he's worrying about Jane, and Nels is like, look, her doctor is one of the best eye surgeons in the country. How do we know this? I don't know. Edwards leaves, and Nels is like, God, he is a fine and caring man what to care about that? that kid. Dude, don't what? you And Harriet's right on this. Harriet's she knows like, what's going ah. on. And she's got her hand up and she's like, feel pervy to me. <laughs> and she's right. And she'd yep. be right. She's like, he is a smelly old grizzly bear pining away after a sweet, innocent. Did she call her a doe? I don't know. I don't know. And Nels is like, no, no, he's not. You're wrong. And he's like, no. I'm horrified by this. And Harry's nope. like, Dude. women knows, know yeah, these things. 100%. This knows. dude is after a child. Yep. 100%. Which, I just feel like we need to once again say she's technically not a child. She's, she's 19. 19. Well, and to be fair to Edwards, I guess, the character of Edwards, <laughs> historical Edwards, she this would not have been uncommon at this time. Correct. Correct. Yeah, we're seeing this through a 2022 yes. lens, and yep. it's totally fucking creepy. Just right. like when we experienced, hey, everybody, I'm going to kiss a 16-year-old. But in those um, days, this was common. In, in those days, it was common. So Laura runs over to Edwards and says, 
Isaiah, Isaiah, a telegram came in from Hester Sue and the docs are hopeful. The surgery went well and the doc is hopeful. He is so excited. Now Laura says, I also have a second letter for you. This one is from Jane and she wanted me to give it to you after the operation. Okay. He reads it and again. He reads it. He reads again, it. He, first of all, he reads it. Second of all, there's another mood change. Yep. He says, and I just wrote, don't get mail in this town. It's going to bring you down. No, don't. Mail is only bad. He says, she loves me, Laura. It's all in this letter. And I love her too. The day she left on that carriage, I felt empty inside. And then in a weird turn of events, he gets all aggro with Laura, who has done nothing. Who has done nothing. Except literally just standing there. This is like fragile masculinity. Right. Oh my God. Like totally. And he's like, what about me? Don't I deserve love? What about me? And I'm like, what is this? Like, what is his problem? This is so weird. He's like, you think I'm too old. And Laura's like, uh, I didn't uh, say that. And he's like, you don't have to. It's written all over your face. She has a right to something better. Don't I have a right to something? Should I pretend I don't he's love her? He's having a fight with himself, basically. Guys, it's weird. Then he's like, everybody wants me to be alone and funny. And Laura's and like, Laura's like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Laura's like, look, you're just upset and you're putting words in my mouth. Yeah. And she nope. says, you are both my friends and I don't want to see either one of you hurt. So I'm just, you know, saying, be careful. That's all. And he's yeah. like, bah, 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 you don't understand. Bah, 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 you're a child. Yo. Then he this goes, was epic. He goes, you don't understand your child. Oh, wait, wait, I have. He says, you think I'm too old, don't you? And Laura's like, I didn't say that. He says, she is a grown woman and I'm a grown man and we have the right to a life. You're just a child. What would you know? And she just says, um, excuse me, sir. I'm the same age as her. Mike, drop, walk away. Yep. Bum, bum. Burn. <laughs> he just stares at her Burn. stunned. What did he she think? Just- she turns around and leaves. I mean, what are you going to say at that yeah, point? There's nothing Gen to X say. pro tip. Know when to walk away. Yep. She just delivered a yep. mic drop. Just yep. close it out and walk away. That's right. In Chicago, the big reveal is happening. Jenny, I wrote, what is this procedure? Do we know? Is it a cornea? I don't know. Probably I not. I got, no. I think that came much later. Okay. So Who we knows, don't I know. Let's All I know is she's on coke. Pause. Guys, we're back. I'm looking. <laughs> Amy's trying to solve this in like a minute. I'm seeing like cornea transplants, surgical reshaping and refractive surgeries. I'm seeing a lot of um, replacements for cataracts or removal of cataracts. So so they were doing eye surgeries. It wouldn't have been cataracts. You would have seen okay. that on her eyes. It might be like a refraction or something. So all of a sudden we see this doctor's ugly face looking at her. She can see him. She can see. And Hester Sue yells, Hallelujah. Why is she still bloody? Not only is she bloody, she has real dark circles under her eyes. Yeah. Well, that I understand, but she's like mm-hmm. bloody. And then we get, the, yeah, we get the good old Hallelujah from Hester Sue. Can I just say that I can't spell Hallelujah? I can't and, either. And I spell I it different every, I misspell it differently every time. Um, 
not only do I not know how to spell it, but I make up different versions of it. Yeah, that's it. what I mean. Um, Every time yeah, I spell it differently. At Edwards Jen, he's chilling with Floyd, an older dude that we've we've seen before. We've seen this guy. Yes. I feel like we have. Yeah. Yeah. Floyd is too old to stack and cut his wood anymore, so Isaiah's helping him. And they have a chat about being old, and Edward says, he's only 45, and Floyd is like, give it 20 years, you'll see, it fucking sucks. Really sucks getting old. And then I'm like, first of all, I had some 100-year-old dude can't cut his own wood, and it's pissed. And then I'm like, wait, Floyd's only 65? No. That can't be right. Can't be right. So at Edwards, we see Laura. She just appears like a specter again. Yep. And Edwards hasn't been shown up to work, and she's been worried. And she tells him Hester Sue sent a telegram, and Jane can see. And he's, like, all thrilled, and they apologize to each other. They're whispering. I don't know why they're whispering. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, He says one of his dreams was that an angel would come along and love him. And when that miracle happened, he didn't know what to do with it. And he's so mad at himself because he knows he's too old. And she goes, do you want to cry? And he says, no, half pint. I want to laugh. It was dumb. Who wrote this? Can I throw you out a window? It was a dumb conversation. But what what I was doing during that conversation, because I was bored, is I put together a relative (laughs) scale of what 45 means over time. (laughs) Okay. So I think let me just hold on. Let me just before you get into this, let me just say if I ever see this writer standing on a balcony unattended, he better watch out. Anyway, you don't even know who it is. Mm -hmm. Anyway, in 1800, I think 45 equaled 100 in today's years. Mm, So this is basically the like like accounting for inflation. In 1850, I think 45 equaled 95. Okay. Okay. In 1880, which is around now. Mm-hmm. 45 equals 85. <laughs> in 1900, 45 equals 75. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's coming down. Okay. In 1920, 45 equals 65. Yeah, that's about right. In the 50s, 45 mm-hmm. equals like 55. Like people felt about okay. 10 years older yeah, than they were. Yeah, I get that. So like, yeah. But and Jenny, then, today I feel like it's gone the inverse. Like it's 45 so I think, is like 35. I think we today. leveled out in 1990. I think 45 equals mm. 45 in 1990. And okay, now I think fair. in 2010, 45 equals 40. And I think now 45 equals 35. That's what I'm going to say. I'll buy into that. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um. I agree with all of that. Sold. Okay. So now Jane arrives back in town and Laura's there to greet her. And she looks at Laura and she hugs her and she says, Laura, you are so pretty. And Laura's like, you are too. And Jane goes, I am kind of (laughs) hot. Oh, I'm sorry. She says, I am kind of hot. Okay. Jane gazes over at the mill and she's like, where is everybody? And Laura says, oh, everybody's in the restaurant. We're having a party. The party, quote unquote, is Rev Manly. (laughs) <laughs> Edda Plum and Laura. Woo hoo woo. Well, first of all, Eliza or uh no, Eliza Jane. Edda Plum. No. Um uh, Hester Sue was gone with her. Yes. So who cooked? No one's cooking for a party, so of course there's no party. <laughs> Edda's like, so tell me, Jane, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? <laughs> Jane says, Laura, where's Isaiah? 
Laura says, he's not coming. And she's like, you gave him my letter, right? So they decide they're going to head on over there. Yeah, these are the days where you just couldn't like hide out from people. <laughs> Jenny, she knocks on the door and he doesn't answer. And I wrote, oh my God, is he ghosting her? <laughs> <laughs> this is like 1880s ghosting. He just you hides in your house. You literally hide behind a tree in your yard. <laughs> Finally, he appears, and she wants to chat, but he's acting all aloof. Yep. And she says, was I foolish for writing you the letter? And he's like, no, but you didn't know what you were saying. He's like, look at me. Look at me. What are you saying? And she's like, I wrote that letter to a man I loved. And he's like, look, dude, I'm too old. You have a right to youngins and a husband to grow old with. What are you going to do when I need to be spoon fed? You going to well, be feeding and, me? And like, he's like, come into my house, but it's messy. She's like, can we go inside and talk? He's like, it's so messy. Like, these people have four belongings. There How were your house two messy? shirts. Yeah, one was like, hanging on a chair right. and one was on the table. Like, I have three coffee makers. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about stuff in a mess. So <laughs> she goes... Don't worry, I will take care of you, blink, blink, whisper. I love you no matter what. <laughs> you have a right to youngins. She's so weird. It's so weird. Now he grabs her by the shoulders and he says, you listen here, Jane Canfield. You're young and you deserve an awesome life and I can't give that to you. So you go home with Laura. Yeah, that's it. He's done. He breaks up with her. Now we cut to Jane skipping town. <laughs> I don't know where yep. she's going. She promises to write, and she asks Laura, can you spy on Edwards and let me know what's up with him? As, well, first yeah. of all, Laura says, we're always either saying goodbye or hello. Okay. Okay. Like, what? Like, isn't that just a commonplace thing to do? <laughs> Unless Wait. you, like, are attached to a person at the hip and, like, live with them? I wrote, I wrote, she asked Laura to spy on Edwards and let her know how he's doing. He's face down in a puddle of cough syrup, Jane. <laughs> well and she keeps looking they keep showing that shot where she's like quote unquote looking at the mill and there's that like fresh cut lumber is just out in the street it's been out there for days like what are they doing and again manly is all hands with her yeah what the heck hey everybody let me feel you up as you're getting on the stagecoach <laughs> it's weird it's gross all right so the stage pulls away and we see Edward staring at them from a distant pasture. Yeah, what the fuck? He starts to cry and he goes, old Dan Tucker. Yeah, like some sad, <laughs> like low tempo version of it. I wrote, oh, where the fuck good. is Charles? Where is Pa? Something. Where is Pa? I was so heavy handed. <laughs> I need stupid. him back. Jenny, I am literally in withdrawal. This is like six episodes. No paw. Oh, he's not coming back, is he? <sighs> God damn it, I need to see him. Because say what you want about Michael Landon, that fucker could act. Sure. Uh, all right. Jenny, whose fault is all of this? Um, Edwards. <laughs> it's Edwards' fault. Don't be What's chasing don't be chasing young tail, Edwards. Yeah. Just be like, oh, here's a kid like Laura, like good for them. Do you think for a minute, like this this I could see going through my mind if I were Laura. I'd be like, if you're attracted to somebody right. age, are you ever attracted yes. to me? Right. And like if, then so it gets that's weird. gross. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um at the end of every episode, we look back on a theme or a lesson, something we took from the rewatch or the original. We we 
talk about it. No. What do we do? We think about how it manifested in our lives mm-hmm. and we called our why. It's designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. Jenny, what is your why for this episode? This is why we thought blindness was never permanent. I feel like this was a constant theme yeah. of like people getting some kind of like fanciful surgery, magical surgery, mm-hmm. and like it was they were always cured. I have to say something speaking of people getting fantastical surgery. <laughs> oh boy. I have a real weird like subset of videos that I like to watch and I cry every single time. And it's when a deaf baby gets a cochlear implant oh boy, and hears go. its mother's voice okay. for the first time. Is, oh, those, God. He's got those lined up in <laughs> case you need them. <laughs> those and service members returning and surprising their kids. There those you go. two videos, like, yeah. I'm just going to lay in my bed one day and watch them and just sob into a puddle. Nice. All right, Jenny, I have this is why we accepted misdirected anger from old men who didn't get their way. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Yep, because they were the victim. Nothing nothing very deep here in season nine. Can't help no, you guys. No, there really isn't. All right, Jenny, why don't you tell everyone what's coming up next? Coming up next is Alden's Dilemma. I'm assuming we're doing that. Oh, yes. Anything with Alden, we're doing. Mr. Edwards is suspicious of a young, handsome minister sent to Walnut Grove by the diocese, and Reverend Alden feels his position is threatened. Doesn't this happen like every season? I feel like it does. Yeah. <sighs> All right, guys. If you haven't already, check out our Patreon. We're doing. We're back to my so-called life and uh, wig on, our favorite wig on a stick over there, Rock of Love. And Amy has promised not to make us watch another terrible after-school special anytime guys, soon. W- we covered the boy who drank too much with Scott Baio, and five people quit. And Patreon then everybody left. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair. It was garbage. We get it. We get it. All right, guys. uh, Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.